You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What is up, beautiful, fantastic people? It is the Matt Ramage Show in a little collaboration with the Packernet uh, Podcast, which is, um, I, th- I, th- I think, probably the best podcast, uh, Packers podcast there is, at least uh, one of them. Uh, I know that if you make a list, you ain't going to see my name. But uh, before we get into this thing, <laughs> before we get into this thing, the Quick Trip is giving away a pontoon boat. They just give stuff away like every summer. All you got to do is go to Quick Trip, buy the stuff that you normally buy, the uh, scratch-off game. Make sure you have the Quick Trip Rewards app. All right, dude, if I go to Quick Trip and I forget to scan my, my, my rewards app, I think about it the whole day because I'm <laughs> mad because, like, you get, you, get, you get free stuff even besides your giveaways. You get, like, every now and again, you get a free sandwich, coffee, whatever you have set up in the app. So make sure you're, that, you, that you're, you're using the Quick Trip Rewards app. And um, win yourself a pontoon boat. And if you win... Um, and, and you did it because of this, that means that you have to like, take <laughs> me on that pontoon boat. <laughs> you know, if you, if you heard about it because of me, then you gotta, you know, take me on the boat. You know what I mean? But, uh, so I, I am here today. Let everyone know who you are. All right. And not oh. because I forgot your name. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Of course you didn't. <laughs> when it's not displayed, right? My name is Clayton. I'm with uh, with uh, Packernet Podcast. I've got a uh, podcast called Packers Total Access, a uh, YouTube uh, channel as well. Just uh, excited to hang out with Maddie here tonight, man. Talk some Packers ball. I know this, man. I can use that pontoon, but I got a creek right out back. We can put that thing right in there. We'll be good to go. Dude, you know, I, I can just tell from your accent that you have a creek right all back. You oh, got absolutely. I knew that I know that that you live in by some water. <laughs> <laughs> I could just tell. I think everyone else, no one's surprised by that. But uh no, I appreciate you joining me. I I, I love what you're doing on Twitter and uh Packer that podcast, I think is killing it. I think you guys put out some great content. I really don't listen to podcasts, but every now and again, uh, like I actually don't even subscribe to many podcasts. Packernet podcast is one of the only podcasts that I really subscribe to. I don't listen all the time because I don't. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Like Theo Vaughn, if oh you ever like God, watch, <laughs> hey, dude, he speaks my language, dude. <laughs> dude. I listen. That he's the one dude that I listen to all the time. I watch the YouTube videos sometimes. Like I sometimes I'll drink. You know, like I I have like a a night where I'm just I'm, I'm gonna have a few beers and just chill out. You know, wife goes to sleep, whatever. And I, I'm gonna do like some crazy stuff. Now I'm gonna watch some Theo Vaughn. <laughs> like he's just wild. He's all over the place because he's so funny. And, and not only that, but he's like real too. He'll he'll get into like right. some like real like conversations. Like I would never talk about on a podcast because I'm not like I'm not an open book like that. I don't get it all in my feelings on my podcast. You know, unless <laughs> no, we're talking about like a Packer player or something. <laughs> Sometimes I yeah, get emotional. <laughs> You hit the nail on the head, though, with Theo, because it, it really surprised me when he got serious on a couple of his pods, because he is, he's just cut up, and he's one of those guys, kind of like Chappelle back in the day, he will say stuff outrageous and insulting to everyone, including his own race, his own country boy, you know, persona, yeah. to kind of bring people together, but when he gets serious, you could tell he's dealt with dealt with some mental health stuff, and and it's it's just cool to hear that that side of him, for sure, man. Yeah, I, I definitely think, like, he, he's been through some stuff, like, he struggled with some stuff, but I, 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 I think Theo's the funniest human podcasting. Like yeah. he's just like, even like Joe Rogan, like I don't watch a ton of Joe Rogan, but like I watch a lot of clips 
And like, I, I don't think anyone's made him laugh like Theo. Like he's oh, just anyway. So true. I could do a whole podcast just talking about Theo Vaughn. Like, <laughs> I, like if I know someone likes him, I, I will send them clips all day long. <laughs> I'll be on TikTok, and that's all that it is. It's Theo Vaughn. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers today. What is up, Joe? How you doing? Thanks for everyone who's checking in uh, on the live stream. We, I, I actually did, wasn't going to go live. I was going to do this pre-recorded, but I thought, why not? You know what I mean? Let's do it live. Let's let the people jump in the conversation a little bit. And um, coming up, we're going to be doing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be start doing a lot more lives uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. Right now it's 6.30 Central Time, but that might change. I might go a little bit early because sometimes I, I get sleepy. You know what I mean? I, I work at 4 in the morning, so my alarm goes off at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. So like by 6.30, sometimes I, I'm a little sleepy. I might, I might change it to like 4. I'm going to play around with the time, see when people like watch or whatever. But we're going to do some stuff. And then, uh, and uh, be sure to check out the merch shop, all right? TheMattRamage.com. Uh, we got some merch. We got the all you need is love. All right. We got we got all the you know, we got some good stuff brewing over there at the over on the website. But um anyways, we're gonna talk about screen package. Now the Bears fans, all right, get a little wild. Dude, I was actually on Chicago radio. I was on ESPN Chicago. Not and not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way at all. Oh no, it's in a good way. It's a good way. <laughs> you no, know, it us. was a good way for me because I don't care. Right. Yeah, no, but like I, I forgot. Like I made a video because like I think, I don't think that was when I was with Ryan. It might have been, but I was drunk one night. Like, it, <laughs> you know, I was drunk one night, and I was like, "Hey, um, let's make a, a podcast or live or whatever it was." And then I thought I should put this on the internet. What I just said about the Bears, I forgot what I even said. I said <laughs> that they didn't do much in the off season, and like, and I, I, I stand by mostly what I said, not everything what I said, because <laughs> right. they obviously made some moves, like. Uh, Robert Tunyon, they signed him. He unfollowed me on Instagram. <laughs> I think he might have saw that video. <laughs> so I unfollowed him too. No, but I I, I love Robert Tunyon for, first of all. And I'll always love, I don't bash players when they leave. Uh, right. Robert Tunyon was all has always been cool to me. I think he's really awesome, and I wish him all the best. I hope his team doesn't do good, but like uh, I get it, whatever. I bash the Bears a lot. He goes to plays for the Bears. He's not gonna want to see me on his Instagram feed <laughs> talking <laughs> trash. But anyways, yeah. But so I talked a little trash. They did like a they, they played the audio from that video for like it, it. It's like the fourth biggest radio station in America, from what I heard, and. Then they trashed me afterwards. I didn't listen to the whole thing because they got I, I I don't you know I don't like first of all hearing my own voice talk and then it's listen to someone. <laughs> they were actually pretty cool about it though. They they were cool at the end. They got a little woo, they got trashed me a little bit, but um it was awesome. I I, I love it. I, I first of all I love the trash talk. If I put myself out there talking trash, right? I expect to get it back, and I I love it. And, and even but I I that's one thing I'll ask you right now. Are, are you on like all, all the social medias um, or is I'm on it just Twitter? Mainly Twitter. I, I have an Instagram account set up. I haven't utilized it yet. Um, same thing with like TikTok, Facebook. But I really want to play to what Ryan's doing. And before we get too big for our britches, as we say down here, right? <laughs> uh, we, you know, I want to I make sure everything's in place for Packernet before I start to put off uh, other platforms. But yeah, mainly Twitter and YouTube though. Yeah, so like I, I'm on like all the stuff, right? And I read the comments. I, I, I have no life. This is what I do. So, <laughs> but like, I've noticed like Bears fans, like on, on Instagram are pretty cool. I've been on a few podcasts, uh, Bear fans f from Instagram, Facebook, they troll, you know, I troll, they troll back. It's all fun. Twitter, they go for the throat. Oh yeah. Like, they are, 
they are like obnoxious, especially this offseason, like more this offseason like th- than yeah. ever before. So like they were coming at me like pretty heavy, and I I, I don't know, I, I just got kind of annoyed with it because like half the stuff they say is just stupid, like. Ryan like breaks this down so perfectly, better oh, than I ever could. Dude, he he yeah. lives for it, bro. He yeah, lives like for I it. I I talk to trash, but like I'm all over the place. I'm just kind of like saying stuff. Ryan will break it down why the Bears are trash. <laughs> They'll break it down in like a smart way, and yeah. like it, it's just it it's just so good. But um, yeah. So I don't know. What it's are you funny. thinking? Because we talked to like let's like say I I had Ryan on, but like what what do you think about like this whole Bears fan, like the, the Packers Bears, because I feel like this rivalry just got heated because – not because they're both elevated, but because they're both kind of – I wouldn't right. say – yeah, they're both down. They're yeah. both, like, you know, starting young quarterbacks. Obviously, Justin Fields got a little uh, head start as far as, like, playing time goes. But, like, this – both these franchises, I feel like, are in both – I wouldn't say similar because the Packers, I don't think that they're in a full rebuild – like the right. Bears, have, you know, they're, they they stay rebuilding. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're for you, know, you know what it is? The Bears are that neighbor you have down the road who's been putting up siding, and it's yep. and it's, it's always the insulation. It's been there for two years. He's got the pallets in the front yep. yard on the side of the house, and they just got he's ready. He's got he's got the stuff. But like that's kind of how the Bears are. They always rebuilding. And the, 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 there's always that building permit on the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, but like. What's your take on like how Bears fans, even maybe even Packer fans, like how's this offseason got got you feeling? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely different, right? And I, I tweeted this several months ago when the when they first started putting out some of the betting lines as far as how the NFC North is going to shake out, right? Which means absolutely nothing before the draft, but it's fun to kind of find that fodder and use it for just that. You know, they had the Packers, you know, they had the the worst odds to win the North, right? Which basically says they're by Vegas standards at that point, they were going to finish dead last. Right. And then the bears are right there above them. Okay. And again, I'm not saying I agree with it, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's different, Matt. It is, man. You know, it's the bears and the Packers as it sits right now. I don't think it's how the, the year is going to finish, but as it sits right now, I mean, it's a couple possums in the bottom of the dumpster fighting over a head of cabbage <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? It's like, we're down here trying to determine which one isn't, isn't the worst. Right. But I don't see the Packers like that at all. When I look at what happened last year, there were so many things that came into factor. I think they're really going to surprise some people. Now, I've looked at the schedule, and and that's a big no-no, too, when you're really trying to be predicted, predictive as far as, you know, how the season's going to go because so many things can change. One, you're one or two injuries away. I said it last year. I had people on my pod, and I'm going, hey, you know, barring any crazy injuries, how do you think the Packers are going to finish? And then what ends up happening? Bach wasn't healthy. Elton wasn't healthy. Rashawn tears his ACL. Aaron's got a broken thumb everything went all to hell, right? <laughs> and you can blame me for that because I was the one who put it out there going, as long as nothing crazy happens. But I think people forget that this was a 13-win team. Now, yes, you are missing um, the core of that receiving group, right? You're missing uh, as far as Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. I'm a fan, Maddie. I don't look at that their departure as, oh, we're better off without them. That's silly. That, I mean, that's that's really silly. To think that we have a better receiving core right now than we did last year, I think we're kidding ourselves. Now, do we have more potential? Absolutely. Is there a higher ceiling? Absolutely. The question is, how quick can we hit it? So to answer your question, though, man, as far as getting into the the trash talk with Bears fans, I, I, I literally will respond with just a screenshot of the two scores from last year where we beat them both games. That's all I respond with. I'm like, bro, come, come talk to me after this year if you beat us, right? Um, it's funny because before I started podcasting and mainly before I got on Twitter, Matt, 
I had a lot of respect for Bears fans. Like I would I would go to Lambeau Field and any interaction I would have with Bears fans, which was mostly older Bear fans, there was a lot of bickering back and forth. But at the end of the day, it was like there was this mutual respect. Like it's two of the oldest franchises, you know, Papa Bear Hallis versus Curly Lambeau, and then on to Vince Lombardi. And hell, George Hallis's nephew sold us the heating grid for Lambeau Field. And there was all these stories about how, you know, uh, Vince Lombardi – wouldn't allow his players to be friends with Bears, you know, Bears players. However, behind the scenes, him and George Hallis were kind of close and all that thing. So I always had this mutual respect. I get on the Twitter, just like you said. Oh, dude, now I'm like, man, the hell with the Bears. I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm jumping into this fight. But you hit the nail on the head with Ryan. Ryan lives for it, bro. Ryan, Ryan lives for any chance he gets. And he just waits for them to make a stupid comment. Yeah, he like, does. like Justin Fields is an MVP candidate. And he's like, all right, that's all I needed. Let's jump in. And he goes right at it. So I try to stay out of the trash talking because for me personally, it's very boring, especially for a podcast host. I've got so much I need to learn about this team, about the game of football. I'm always trying to dig and, and find something else where, you know, I'm an analytics geek. So it's like, what can what can I learn that I didn't know last season? to make me a better fan this year and be more informative on my pod. But everyone else is looking at me like that dude's boring. Let's get on here and argue with bears fans. So, <laughs> well, it, it is like, like I get bored, like arguing, you know, cause I argue so much with like bears fans, Viking fans, like, like this off season, like I got bored with it. Like, and every now and again, I get like, I get raked in like arguments or whatever, but like, like, like what you said about respect. Cause I, I respect the bears. Like as a franchise, like as an organization, I've I always have it because, like, they got history. They got they got all the things. A lot of things that the Packers have. The Bears helped the Packers uh, early on with, with some money. You know, every time, every now and again, you know, you got that friend. You like, oh, let me get a loan. <laughs> you know I need to sit through a beer, bro. I need some if, even now. if you don't like even vibe like that, like you get arguing a little bit, but like, oh, I need you know, I need some. I milk. still need that five. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got kids, bro. I got to get them some milk. But uh, <laughs> but like Bears fans are just like, especially on Twitter, they're just so like they they act like they're not a three win team because like you're a three win, which I, I I shouldn't even say that because if the Packers are a three win team, I'm still running my mouth. So like I oh, shouldn't I even say that. But win. like. You have to expect that we're going to own you because, like, I get fired up because, like, whenever I make those videos where I'm just, like, r you know, rattling off or whatever, it's because someone said some dumb thing in my comments and I get fired up. I go to my truck, like, I get out of work or whatever, and I'll just yell. But Ryan does it so beautifully, like, in a long-form podcast. Like, I yeah. I get winded, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, that, 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 that one-minute video, I can get after it. But, all right, so let's take to some comments over here. We got sure. we got some people in the live chat over here. Um, let's get to this one right here. We got uh, was this Steven? I my TVs or my because uh, I'm the way I'm doing it. It's hard to read. But uh, hi Matt, I noticed that the Packers mentioned it's going to be a full playbook for Jordan Love. That makes me feel he's going to do decent this year. No Super Bowl, but decent thoughts. Um, I, I think that definitely. I think Jordan Love has been in this offense for a minute. And I think that they expect him to do the things that they want him to do. And, like, I, I actually think in some ways it's better. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Aaron Rodgers, but I'm saying that this is going to be the, the, the true Matt LaFleur offense. This is going to mm -hmm. be no Hall of Fame quarterback because you got to respect the Hall of Fame quarterback and be like, Absolutely. all right, what, what works for you? What do you think? you you got to get the input. But with a young quarterback, you can say, hey, this is the offense. This is what we're going to do. Obviously, they're going to get some input for Jordan Love. They're not just going to be like, hey, we're do this, do that now. You know, they're going to get some input, but 
this is going to be that that true offense that he grew up in that he he's been learning this whole time so i i think jordan love you know he's going to be like what he's going to be like like i got into this argument today about or was it yesterday about is jordan love going to be a top 10 because some bears twitter page posted it and i was like i haven't heard anyone say that and people like this person said it and it's people are like i said it but like whatever like i, I was just saying like i don't I wouldn't guarantee he's going to be a top 10 quarterback because, first of all, like, I don't care about top 10. It, it, can he do enough to win? Because you mm -hmm. don't need a Hall of Fame quarterback to win a football game. Absolutely. You don't need to have the best quarterback in the league to win a football game. You need to have, like, first of all, the, the Packers have a, a, a veteran defense. You know, the defense is still intact for the most part. Uh, Adrian Amos is gone, which, I, you know, I, I love me some Adrian Amos. A lot of times you – know, because he came on my podcast and he's just cool. When he come on my podcast and they're cool, uh, I root for him forever. But I get that they're you know they're making tough decisions. But I, I think that, that this offense is going to be young, but they're going to grow together. And, and it, with a defense, hopefully that they can hold it down. Hopefully they can have a top five, top ten defense they can throughout the year. Because like last year they kind of they kind of did some things later on. But like they had to, they, they had to come out swinging. They had to come out. And really hold it down. You have a young quarterback who, who might make mistakes. They might get some turnovers early, not just from him, but they got uh, they got young wide receivers too and tight ends. So, but I, I think that just these group because you know you you, you, you 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 talk about Aaron Rodgers like in his early days, like when he was in even before he touched the field, he was practicing with guys like Jordan Nelson. He was doing yep, all this stuff. Absolutely. So when they all got on the field together, they were like they were ready. So I feel like even if there's struggles this early on with with the offense but like i feel like jordan love could come out hot and like yeah. i'm not talking about he's gonna throw four or five touchdowns a game and just like light up the league and he's gonna be like whoa what happened <laughs> I, but he could be like you know he could come out and not make those rookie mistakes because some quarterbacks do and sitting for three years watching aaron Rodgers, i feel like you know obviously he learned something he learned about preparation he learned all the things that he has to learn now it's just go on the field and do it and uh I, i'm hopeful for, for for jordan love but i'm not going to guarantee He's going to be this or he's going to be that. Cause I, right. I, I wouldn't say it's silly because I, I get people doing it, and I probably will <laughs> at some point. I'll get fired up when it gets closer to the season. Someone will talk too much trash, and I will yell out, and be like, he's going to be the best quarterback in the league. But, like, for real, I, I, I don't think that you can really, like, expect Jordan Love to be, like, the, this great thing coming out the gate. He's going to make mistakes. Yeah. Rookie quarterback. Or he's not a rookie, but, you know, young quarterbacks, first-year starting quarterbacks, they're going to make mistakes. But um, I I expect this team to do good. I I, I don't know the record. Like it, th I, to me, this is the toughest season to like predict anything. Yes, you just don't know. You just don't know like the the the, the learning curve for Jordan Love, and not just Jordan Love, but like Christian Watson. Like uh, I I, th I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I think he's going to be a superstar. I yeah. said like w when I first watched him play, and I'm not like no like scout or whatever, but I did just I think I think Christian Watson's going to be a a superstar. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, on Devonte Adams level. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Devonte Adams or even as good, but I think he's going to be one of those wide receivers that are talked about. Like it obviously helped Devonte that. First of all, we should talk about that. It helped Devonte Adams that he had uh, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, let's talk about that. This is how I get sidetracked right here. Hey, I'm but all about it. Let's do it. Devonte Adams said that you know he kind of made a statement saying everyone knows now I didn't need Aaron Rodgers. And I saw a lot of these quotes getting twisted and mangled, kind of like he was disrespecting Aaron Rodgers. No, he was just saying, I don't need uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, he, he, he had himself a year. And obviously, it, it benefited him to have Aaron Rodgers, but I agree with him. Devontae Adams is a superstar. Devontae Adams is that dude in this league. 
And uh, what do you think about that, about his comments uh, about that? Yeah, I was trying to pull it up. You know, the one that stood out to me, um, here's one of the quotes he had. This is Devontae Adams. He said, the front office thinks that it's best for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. Adams told Fader in the interview published on Tuesday, we don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. That's the one that caught me off guard because it's like he's basically saying, look, I don't agree with what the front office is doing. Of course, they did get rid of his best friend. And they, yeah, that happened. The re- and, like, half the reason he went there. Not yeah, really exactly. half, but at least a part of the reason. And, and, you know, the other thing is talking about the offense. You know, you got Josh McDaniels that comes over from New England, and, and anyone who knows uh, Josh McDaniels' style of offense is very timing-based, a lot of choice routes, a lot of things that come into play with you've got to stay on script, and it's all about – Whatever the defense is doing, you've got an answer for it, right? What Devontae Adams got used to in Green Bay, especially those last two years, everyone just leaned on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They really did, and rightfully so. It's two of the greatest to ever do it. You know, two, one of the one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best wide receivers in the history of the game. And they leaned on that RPO action a lot. There was many times Aaron said he didn't know what Devontae was going to do until the play uh, the play developed. That's what you call, you know, a choice route, uh, yeah. an option route, if you will. So it, it that's the thing that caught me off guard. As far as the Aaron Rodgers comments, you know, like Devontae talking about they can never say uh, – I think he said never, never, never say that Aaron Rodgers is the only reason I had success because he put up big numbers last year uh, in Vegas. Um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's so true with Devontae. I mean, he did. He went out and proved it. Granted, their team sucked. They were hot garbage, right? But at the same time – it wasn't because of Devontae, and you can see the frustration in Devontae. Um, so, yeah, he's walking know, through people, going Dude, through the tunnel. Seriously, the, tu- <laughs> the first thing I thought of when they brought it up, I think it was on the McAfee show today or whatever, or yesterday, whenever it was. They're like, Yeah, yeah, you know, now that you mention it, that, that Monday night game where he ran through the cameraman or whatever. It's like, <laughs> That's like that, 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 uh, what's his name? That, that wrestling guy, the, the owner of wrestling, WWE, uh, or the whatever. Yeah, creator of it. You know that 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 meme when he's just yes, walking. Exactly. That's kind of what Devontae was doing. That cameraman was just like, "Let me get a picture." And he's like, "Nah, let me nah, step I'm over good. you." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I think that absolutely like Devonte Adams is spot on. Like he did like a a a, a really great wide receiver because like Packers have had some really good wide receivers, and when they move on, they don't have great careers. A lot of times, it's the end of their career anyway. That's why the Packers let him go. But Devonte Adams, like I, I saw a lot of comments when when he left. And they're like, oh, Rodgers made him. Like, no, Rodgers, you could tell Devonta Adams is not that dude. Like, right. obviously he benefits because a great wide receiver benefits from a great quarterback. Great quarterback benefits from a great wide receiver. Absolutely. Like, but, like, a great quarterback can make a, a wide receiver look good. That's mm-hmm. not on that level. But Devonta Adams is not that dude. And the right. same thing with a, a great wide receiver. If, if, if you have a Devonta Adams and, like, kind of a mediocre wide receiver or a quarterback, yeah. he's going to make that quarterback look a little better because he's going to do these crazy catches that are already on target. Like yeah. they both help each other, but Devonte Adams was not that dude because of Aaron Rodgers. Like absolutely right. not. I mean, it, it propelled him a little bit, and just the same way he propelled Aaron Rodgers. But Devonte Adams is the bad dude, and I think yeah. Christian Watson's going to be, you know, dare I say, just as bad. I'm not going to say better, but because well, you know, Ryan <laughs> talked about it on his pod, Matt. He said, you know, even if even if Christian just comes out and performs at the level he did last year, like. I mean, you, you're talking about – I don't know if you're a PFF fan or not. It's it's definitely a tool I use. I don't think it's the gospel or anything. Yeah, I check I it he, out. I think he finished at like a 77 was the PFF grade. I think he was 24th in the entire National Football League as far as uh, highest-graded wide receivers. That's a true number one. That means you've got a true number one. Now, could he have a sophomore slump? Yeah. But if he comes out and just performs at that level, he doesn't even have to take a huge step. 
And now you have a Jaden Reed, which is it's blowing me away how off base I was about Jaden Reed. Just look, you know, he surprised me when the Packers took him and them trading back twice. And I, I talked with, you know, former Packer Mike Wall the other day about this. I'm like, man, I was I was going, who are they trading back for? Because it's when you trade back once, you're saying there's a guy here I like that no one else is on right now. Right. And I and we feel confident he's still going to be there. And, and it may be a cluster of players, but I, I feel the fact that they traded back twice. Right. Says a lot. And they take Jaden Reed, and I'm and I'm not one of those fans like, what are they thinking taking him? I immediately go into how did I miss this? I, I need to figure out how I was so far off here. And then you go watch the tape, and you look at the way he performed in 2022, and it goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about with a, a good quarterback and a good receiver making each other great. You know, in 2022 he had a bad year, but he had a sucky quarterback. You go to 2021, and Mike Wall pointed this out to me on my own pod. He's like, you know, he was a first team all, uh, yeah, first team All American in 2021. I was like. Matt, how the hell did I miss this? Like, <laughs> how did that slip by me? And you go watch the tape from 2021. It's like this dude is a spark plug. But I say all that because Christian Watson didn't have that last year. He didn't. Now, if you've got a Jaden Reed that comes in and he can play X, he can play slot, he can play all over the place, he can come out of the backfield and do all these things that they're expecting him to do. And and I know it sounds like Amari Rogers, but calm down, everybody. This isn't a third round pick. This is a second round pick. We're, we're, we're beyond the curse. Um, I think they can really play off each other. Another year with Romeo Dobbs, you know, in the league. Now you've got these two tight ends that they're going to kind of incorporate into what they're looking to do with that, that you know, uh, with 12 personnel. Uh, and hopefully they'll go to some 21. Dude, I think Christian Watson could take a huge step. And I, I love that we're curbing the enthusiasm. And I think as a fan base, we're doing really good with Jordan Love in that regard, too. Like, I don't hear any fans going, no, nah, he's the next Hall of Famer. There might be a few nut jobs that are on the spotted cow. You know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> calm down. All we need I made a video do, about it. <laughs> all we need, surely you did. All we need him to do is be efficient. We don't need him to play, you know, go out there and try to be a superstar. If he if he turns out to be one, awesome. But what we want to focus on is turnover differential, protecting the football, and winning that middle eight. Those are the two big things. You know, I did a, I, I kind of unveiled some of my gambling process or thought process last year, and uh, and let let our listeners in on it. I like to do live betting with the NFL. And as the leagues, as the game's going on, if the Packers aren't playing, I'm watching the league and going, okay, what team won the middle eight, meaning they outscored their opponent the last four minutes of the of the second quarter and the first four minutes of the third quarter, and they're winning the turnover differential battle. That's a live bet waiting to happen for a win. And it, and it, you're not going to get a great payout, but it's a slam dunk. It's something like 90% of the time you'll win that bet. I say that because if we just focus on that with Jordan Love, right, and just controlling the football, turnover differential, and winning that middle eight, they're going to have a good year. I could see them coming out with 10 wins. Now, I can also see on the other side, yeah, there's a chance we only win six or seven. Regardless, it's not the end of the world. We get to find out what we have in Jordan Love and along the way allow these young receivers to step up and say, okay, who is really want to be a, who who really wants to be a player here in this new offense, you know? Because you know, I want to say this. Dusty Evely was on the pod the other night. And he didn't say this, Matt. He said he feels like the offense is going to be eighty percent the same. That's how I feel. When people people like to throw around Kyle Shanahan's offense, like that's what the Packers run. That's not what the Packers run. Yes, he's from the Shanahan tree, but he runs more of the McVay style, which is twelve look. Now, is that to say he can't change and morph into that twenty one look? No, I hope he does, and that's something that Mike Wall talked about the other day too. He said, I'm wondering if they might shift to this 21. If they do, I'm going to be as excited as anybody because I love the way the 49ers run their offense. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I think you nailed it like with the 
with Jordan Love, like he doesn't have to be miraculous. He doesn't have to throw four touchdowns a game. Like watch the turnovers, you know, because he might have a game where he throws three interceptions in his first year, especially early on. He might have a bad game, but uh, I I expect him to. I expect Lafleur to coach good. Like everyone say, this is the big test for Matt Lafleur. And you know, a lot of people are like not high, not hot on Matt Lafleur. Right. Like Aaron Rodgers been carrying this guy forever. Like just yeah. calm down. We don't know right. that, right? No, we we, we 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 really don't. I I actually like Matt Lafleur. I think he's. I do too. I you do know, too. I I just like like his style. I don't watch press conferences much, but if Matt Lafleur's on, I usually tune in. Not lately because of with all the drama, but like yeah. d- during the season, or whatever. I think I think he's uh, I like him. But yeah. um yeah, but th- that's what it is. Is like using the run game, uh, playing smart. You're gonna have young tight ends, but like if, if one of these guys or even like both of them combined, first of all, uh uh eighty five was a Tucker. He followed me on Instagram, so I'm going to get his jersey. Oh, right let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus I love the eighty five jersey. I think I bought like every uh, like major player that wore eighty five. Like I had a Greg Jennings jersey back in the day. Uh I had a, a Tunyon jersey. I'm gonna get me a Tucker jersey. I might get both. I, I, I'm really excited about these young tight ends. I, I think that, which is a weird <laughs> sentence to say out loud. <laughs> you really love these young tight ends. <laughs> uh, clip that and catch me a case. Maddie, this is but, a family uh, <laughs> show. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm excited. I, I, I think the tight ends are gonna help a lot. Obviously, like um, they they got Deguara, but like other than that, like you know. They got no one to play it, but these, but these young guys. So I, I think that there's going to be a nice, like, I think that they're all going to grow together. Like, even if it's not a great season, because I think they could easily win ten games. They could yeah. easily win less if if there's a, a bigger learning curve or just you know, a, a young team. Like, a, one thing I think about is a young team getting punched in the mouth early on, right. like a, maybe a pick six or like a crazy sack or some whatever crazy play. How how, how do they bounce back from that? Because like. Yes with young players that you know because like even me like in my younger days podcast and i made a mistake that podcast was ruined i, 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 I started stuttering the whole way through i don't know what's going on anymore but like as you do it a while you screw up you just laugh about it keep it moving and I, I think i think that's with football it's probably the same thing i don't know i've never played athletic sport i used to play sixth grade <laughs> to like flag football and i would trip i would trip people and they'd be like man this guy's good because they didn't call penalties <laughs> I need back to then. Some, I need to see some game tape of Matt. Yeah, like, I remember. Like, I was a center. It's out there. It's got to be. I out was there. a center. Like the first couple of times, you know, you snap that ball, and the person in front of you just like kind of punches you in the face because they're not really. Like, they're just like put their hands up because it's flag football, but you're still blocking, and they'll just like put their hands up, but you're you're like you're down there snapping a the ball. By the time you look up, you got hands in your face. So I would just start tripping people. I just start kicking legs. And they they were like, "Wow, well, good job. You blocked two guys there." Like, dude, I kicked that guy's shins. I thought I was playing <laughs> soccer. But uh no, but uh, I'm excited about this uh off about the season in general. I think the defense, you know, but let's talk about this defense though. Uh yeah. Joe Barry, everyone, you know, everyone loves Joe Barry. He's <laughs> he's kind of like the universal <laughs> Universal most loved uh, individual, but um, what are you thinking about this defense this season? And then, oh, like, no. as far as Joe Barry, because obviously he does stuff. Because like I'm pretty optimistic, but he, <laughs> like even I'm like, dude, come on, dude. Like I, I and then I'm not no defensive coordinator. I'm not no defensive guru. Like even Madden, like defense, I suck at. Like I just made coaches suggestions because like I know I'm going to engage eight every time and I'm getting burnt 
you know, at least a little bit. I still win, though, you know what I mean? I play on rookie. <laughs> but so what do you think about this defense as, as, as far as Joe Barry? Like, because he said they actually asked him. Yeah. Were you in fear of your job or whatever, how they worded it? And he said no. Right. And we're like, that's the problem. Because he has no. <laughs> like, like LaFleur's walking in there, like, hey, bud, we might fire you. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know after lunch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it comes to Joe Barry, man, I'm, I'm about to get roasted by everybody in the chat right here. I'm in the minority with this. But when I watched the tape last year and, and I would watch this defense, I know there was a lot of talk about how it would be third and short and they're playing off the ball. Right. <clears throat> but if you notice as they, got into the latter part of the season, you heard many coaches talk about how they give these defenders freedom to play in the spot that they want to play at. To me, that was a signal going, hey, look, we're, we're allowing the players to play within the scheme, but to kind of play with the technique they want and be able to, you know, self-align and choose, hey, which side do you want to be on as far as, you know, Jair and Russell, where they're going to line up, things like that. But what I've seen on the tape, in crucial moments, Matt, in crucial moments, um, you know, against Washington, what beat us in Washington? It wasn't the defensive scheme. It wasn't bad play calling. Jair got burned by McLaurin. It's it's that simple. And I'm not saying we should cut Jair Alexander. God knows that's not what I'm saying. Every great player has bad games. You had that at crucial moments. And other times you've seen him jumping routes and getting beat deep. Right. That's the freedom they talked about. So if anything I want to change within Joe Barry is for him to tighten up a little bit on, 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 you know, making sure the players are doing exactly what the scheme calls for rather than having that extra freedom, because I just didn't see the problem within the scheme. However, when you look at the statistics across the league, the people that ran that Vic Fangio style defense, it kind of struggled last year. It's kind of like Matt LaFleur's offense. You know, a lot of people, the offense didn't didn't produce an MVP quarterback last year, right? And I know we're talking defense, but this just kind of draw a parallel. You know, it, it's it's so easy to just go, okay, what's well, just Aaron Rodgers' fault? That, you know, me as an Aaron Rodgers fan, that's all I heard all year long. Yeah. However, you'll hear people that don't like Aaron Rodgers suggest no one ever criticized him. I'm like, I don't know how you're getting that, but okay. So <laughs> but look at the other offenses. Nathaniel Hackett, the same type of offense, right? Same style offense. He goes to Denver, falls flat on his face. The offense doesn't produce. Luke Getze goes to Chicago. We know what that offense is like. It was hot garbage, right? <laughs> and, and then you've got Matt LaFleur and his system. It struggled. You had the L.A. Rams, same system. It struggled. It was all across the league. Now, people, this is where they try to bunch in the whole Kyle Shanahan to Sean McVay system just because they're a part of the same coaching tree. That The 49ers offense, totally different. 21 base personnel as opposed to leaning on 11 personnel, you know, three wide receivers more often. Miami, great offense last year. What did they do? 21 personnel. Then you had Seattle, who's from the same coaching tree. He was running a lot of spread looks. God forbid we spread it out last year because it, then it turns into Aaron Rodgers is playing hero ball. I draw that parallel because when you watch the tape last year, me personally, I didn't see on tape, man, Joe Barry's really screwing this defense up. I seen guys missing tackles not making plays and blowing coverages. That's really what I've seen. Now, now the argument becomes, and I thought you were going to mention this when you said, you know, they asked him a question. The other day, they asked Joe Barry, they said, you have, I think it was nine first-round picks, yeah, seven first-round picks. And, and I love his, his response was, and I didn't like his response. I shouldn't say I loved it, but it did make me – it got a good pop out of me. He said, I'm well aware of our draft status. <laughs> yeah, he knows. His back's kind of against the wall because it is true. You put all of these resources. Yeah, I'm a business owner. 
if I looked at it from a business standpoint and said, hey, look, I'm going to pump in all these resources. I'm taking money out of my pocket, which is exactly what, you know, draft picks are when it comes, you know, to a league standpoint or a team standpoint, a team's angle. And I'm, I'm going to give you every single asset you need to be successful and you're not successful. You know, some of that does fall back on the coaches like, OK, why aren't they performing at that level? It's either that or Goody doesn't know how to draft. I I think it's probably more on the line of there. There's a difference between scheming and there's a difference between coaching. If you're going to scheme up a defense, you're trying to put your players in the best position to win. Coaching is motivating those players, making sure that they're playing at the highest level they possibly can. Um, so that's kind of a long-winded answer. But me personally, I, I, I didn't see on tape last year, hey, this is Joe Barry's fault. I seen players not playing together within that defense. And I guess that does fall on Joe Barry at the end of the day. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Yeah, I think at like later in the year that they seem to get better. Like, like I'm not like a breaking down film type of fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch the game like while I'm watching it, usually buzzed up, and I forget <laughs> half of it. <laughs> It's a fun way to watch, bro. I get stressed <laughs> you know, out doing what I do. <laughs> but you know, like guys like Jair, like you talk about like jumping routes and like doing his thing. I, I have no problem with like an all-star, you know, you know, that that type of dude. Like if you're that dude, uh, to like play outside the box a little bit, like do what you do. But every now and again you're gonna get burnt. Like even Ray Lewis, you know, obviously he's a linebacker, but like he was that dude where they just he had freedom to like do what he wanted to do. And every now and again, I mean, it's different because he's a middle linebacker, but like he would make choices and sometimes he lost yeah. more times than not. He did not. But like every now and again, 
that's going to happen. So I want Jair and those type of guys mm-hmm. to like be he that dude like, and, and make those decisions. But like every now and again, they're going to lose. But like Jair, you, you don't see him get burnt too often. But yeah, you, you go for that pick, especially corners. Like They want that pick every now and again. It doesn't happen for you. It happens to me a lot of Madden. I'd yeah. be going for the pick. <laughs> I, I just and it's not even a pick. I just hit. I, I just dive on the ground, and then the guy catches it and runs off. I like, hit the wrong button, but uh, there's no buttons in real life. But, but um, hey, hey, seriously though, another thing too, Maddie. Think about this. Nobody ever talks about it. it's just Joe Barry's the problem, right? Rashawn Gary is your best defensive player, maybe probably second best to Jair. I, I guess one A, one B. You're you're without him the majority of the year, right? Yeah. A long chunk of the year. Another person was Devondre Campbell, right there in the middle of that defense. Right. And and you know, on top of that, Eric Stokes, first round pick. That's one of the first round picks that was credited to the comment you know, or the question yeah. there to Joe Barry. He was out all year. You had Savage that underperformed. You had all these things that kind of came into play, but people don't talk about the injuries and the injuries is huge. Oh no, they they, they, they never do. And, and the one thing that really gets me though is Devontae Wyatt. That's one thing that I look at the coaching staff and go, why? Because every time he was on the field, you seen the flash. You he looked like a ball player. And he just got, you know, a little over 200 snaps. It's like, why were they not putting him on the field more often? It's a first-round pick. He showed he's just as good, if not better, than some of the other guys that were in the rotation. Uh, you know, again, though, that's kind of a Bill Walsh old-school thought is you're going to use – I heard Michael Lombardi say this earlier today. You're going to use that that first year is teaching the player the scheme. The second year is helping him hone his skills that's going to fit within the scheme, right? And as Packer fans, as any football fan, we're – we're, none of us are patient, right? We want to see it right now. But I, I really, really want to see Devontae Wyatt on the field a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they're going to turn it around the defense will this year. I think I'm not I'm not saying they're going to be a top 10 defense like uh, a lot of people that were at practices last year were just like, oh, this defense is going to be top five. <laughs> Maddie, those same people. Bro. I was that no, guy. <laughs> no, listen, from a fan standpoint, right? I'm talking about people who cover the team, and I'm not trying oh, yeah. to bash anybody. I'm not going to name any names. There were several. Yeah, we should do that. They were literally – it was all camp long. It was this defense is unbelievable. It's going to be a top five defense. And then we come out and they're not a top five defense. Those same people, Matt, listen to me. Those same people were saying, I thought this was going to be a top five defense. Like, Bro, you're the one who said it. Yeah, Wait, you know. <laughs> how does that work? That <laughs> That is funny because, like, if – if I if I'm the one out there yelling, it's gonna be this and that, and it's not like, hell, well, we didn't say that. Like you said that. <laughs> right. Why are you mad at we us? We might have echoed it, but you came up with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So let let me ask you this about about Joe Bear and you're just defense in general, because for people who don't study film and know all the things, I, I love Preston Smith, mm-hmm. my favorite player on the Packers. He's I love awesome Mr. Preston Smith. Awesome yeah, guy. but why is he playing corner sometimes? Right, how does that happen? Because <laughs> I don't, right, I don't so, think, I don't, I, I, and I bet you if you asked him and, and he was honest, he'd be like, he don't want to play corner. No, he no, yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> He's trying to go punch quarterbacks in the mouth. You know what I mean? Not literally, but like figuratively. I'm not even sure what figuratively means. But I don't like, know. I think I, I don't even know I, what it I means. But I, I would assume that he probably literally more than figuratively. Wants yeah. to punch quarterbacks. But anyways, why is he playing cornerback every now and again? Yeah. I don't know what those big words mean either, bro. Just be honest, right? <laughs> I was born in Kentucky and live in Tennessee. Yeah, you, yeah, you live in Kentucky. You don't, I, can, I bet I can, you probably the first time you ever heard that word. It, 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 you never hear that at the gas station, just chilling out, just yeah. trying to get yourself a Diet Coke. I could turn you on to some good whiskey, but I can't I can't read a book, bro. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but to answer your question, <clears throat> there's nobody who gets more frustrated than me when you see big Preston Smith out there standing up trying to cover somebody. It's like, 
Uh, but here's here's the thing, though. It's not it's not a popular answer, but it's the truth. The other team gets paid, too. And what they're doing is they're deploying a personnel that's going to put a bond on your base defense. Most of the time, the reason it happens, and even sometimes in sub packages, nickel for, you know, nickel defenses. But let's say a base formation, right? The Packers are a 34 base. That means three down linemen, typically 300 pounds or more in each of those linemen, and then four linebackers, two edge rushers, two inside linebackers. So when they come out, when, when the play is called in from the offense and it's a 21 personnel, right, which is two running backs, one tight end, that triggers our base defense. We see that personnel come on the field, we throw our base out there. You throw your base on the field, now you're in a 34 look. Preston Smith's planning on rushing the edge, right? He's planning yeah. on playing the, you know, playing the run fit, you know, whatever it is, setting edge, however. Well, they come out to the line now, even though they got a 21 personnel, and they've got an empty backfield, right? So they put their running backs out in formation, right, to to run routes. And now your defense is like, what What are they supposed to do? Are they just supposed to all yeah, stand back? No, somebody's got to roll out. And at that point, you've got to communicate. And, and this doesn't catch the Packers off guard. you still got to match personnel. But they're talking throughout, throughout the week, hey, if they do go to a flex look, if they're going to an empty backfield, Preston, you, you, you're the one who's going to cover. We're going to make sure Rashawn's rushing the quarterback or vice versa. That's how it happens. Again, as a Packer fan, I get frustrated too, but that, the other team yeah, gets paid. I, I, yeah, I, I – I kind of knew like why it happened because like it's uh you know they're they're manipulating it you know they're trying to get Packers do the same thing they put Aaron Jones out you know they're yes. trying to get yes. the you know you're, you're trying to get a mismatch but whenever I see Preston Smith standing up I'm like what? and it doesn't happen as much and I don't think it happened as much last year as like mm-hmm. um a couple of years ago it seemed like it happened a lot I'm like yo he's gonna he's gonna want that cornerback money pretty quick you know what I mean <laughs> I'm not sure they get paid more than. <laughs> linebackers I don't, I, I, I don't know the pay scale but yeah but uh but speaking of Preston Smith I, one of the things I think Preston Smith is, is so great at and I've I mentioned this a lot of times is like he doesn't get sucked in right off like fakes and stuff yep. like Preston Smith very smart is player. usually be he's usually going to be where he's supposed to be like if the coaches are looking for Preston Smith they look where he's supposed to be you're going to find that man right there yep. <laughs> he doesn't get sucked in off these like you know you when you're playing against running quarterbacks and they got the, you know, the, you know, the play action type of stuff, Preston Smith is usually where he's supposed to be. But speaking of, of Rashawn Gary, um, I'm not sure when we expect him, you know, I, I've heard he might not be ready for week one. Like I, I, I'm not really sure. Cause like, yeah. I'm not sure that they've even discussed it, but when do you expect him to come back? And do you expect him to be like, you know, uh, kind of like slower than normal, you know, coming off an injury or do you expect him to come out firing? It's tough, man, because, you know, we've seen people like – I talked to Mike about this the other day on the pod. Um, we've seen people like Adrian Peterson come back from an ACL so quick, and he was just as strong as he ever was. But then you see people like like Bach and, and Elton that had complications, whether it was with the surgery or the knee didn't heal right, and it takes forever for him to come back. Um, the one thing I'll say, and, I, and I'm not in no way, shape, or form saying that Bach is a hard worker or Elton isn't a hard worker. I think that when you've got someone who weighs over 300 pounds, it makes things way more difficult on the joints and, and those ligaments. Um, but with Rashawn Gary, if anybody can do it, it's him. I mean, that dude is a beast. He is – you know, it's kind of like what Mike Wall was talking about, how he loved the strength and conditioning. He loved the fitness aspect. He that was he said he enjoyed working out and being at the top, top of his shape as possible, just as much, if not more, than playing the game. Rashawn kind of comes across like that. So to answer your question, I've heard rumors week one. 
I don't see it, Matt. I really don't. Now, maybe that's just me trying to, you know, under promise, over deliver and, you know, kind of uh, I don't want to be let down because, you know, with what happened with Bach and Elton last year was extremely frustrating. Yeah, especially Bach the other. And I love the guy. No, it was like, because they're like, oh, it's this week. And then, no, it's this week. And And it's like, if I can say anything, I think the coaching staff didn't handle that well as far as the PR. You got to under promise. It, it was like, oh no, we expect them back, yeah. And then next thing you know, there'd be another setback, another setback. Yeah. And it's easy for us to go, man. What what's the issue here, bro? His yeah. neck was filling up with fluid. I pull a yeah. butt cheek walking to the fridge, dude. Bro. Like I pull muscles getting out of bed, bro. I'm forty. I'm forty, <laughs> Maddie, dude. It's I'm hurting like I never hurt before. So you know, I I understand the frustration from fans, but at the same time, it's like, man. I couldn't imagine being 300, 320 pounds and, and what six foot, whatever, five, and yeah, all of not, that he's... just torquing and putting on the joints. I mean, but with uh with Rashawn, man, I I hope he's back week one. But if I had to if I had to put money on it, I would say week six. That would be my guess. All right. So like the the thing with uh with like David Bakhtiari, I kind of like the way because I like I say, I love David Bakhtiari, mm-hmm. but the way the Packers presented it. Like you said, uh, well, you know, we, we expect to play this week. We expect mm-hmm. to. I always, I, I was saying this last season. I was like, it's kind of like me. Where like, I'm, I'm, I'm having a few beers. And my wife's <laughs> like, you know, it's Thursday. You know what I mean? It's four o'clock in the afternoon. No, she starts. <laughs> That's exactly how she talks. Yeah, <laughs> she starts giving you. I always think it's weird too, because like people like you drink, you pop a beer. Next thing you know, everyone wants to tell you what time it is. It's ten a.m. <laughs> like I don't know. When did I ask? I don't know. No, <laughs> no, but like I always thought it. It was kind of like that same thing, like with my wife, because I'd be drinking, like, all right, tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna get these dishes knocked out. I'm gonna go cut the grass. Oh yeah, the garage. you know, because you're all, you know, you're half buzzed up, yeah. and you're just trying to like diffuse anything. Like, ah, oh, I'm gonna do all this stuff tomorrow. And tomorrow comes, and you're like, <laughs> it ain't happening. And that's kind of the same thing that they were like, we expect him, you know, back this and that. So then he wasn't, and then he wasn't for like two or three weeks. And you're like, what's going on? Like, and then that's why I think a lot of fans kind of turned on him and like, oh, he, he's soft and he's just not like, not me. Cause like, first of all, I have no, my shoulder has hurt for like three years. Like I told my wife, I was like, if I was a quarterback, I would have to retire. She's like, you're no quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you're no quarterback. But like, I'm like, it's this motion here. Good thing I don't do that very often. Cause what am I doing? I'm not a paper boy. I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing anything like that. But um, <laughs> my shoulder, I might just have surgery on it so I can get out of work. Cause like, I don't need to do this. I can just go through life not doing this. Cause that hurts. The little clicking things. There's like things going on in there. But uh, I don't know how it happened because I don't do anything physical too often. I'm not digging ditches. I don't know what's happening. But uh, <laughs> anyways, if, if, if I was a quarterback, I'd probably just shut it down. You know what I mean? I'll say this, man. Um, Tyler in the chat actually, you know, he said box injury wasn't just ACL. It's totally true. Like there was all kinds of things wrong with that knee. And, you know, one of the, way, one of the issues we had with how everything was handled, us as fans just thought it was an ACL. And it wasn't just an ACL. Right. There was all kinds of damage that was done in his knee. They think they've got it fixed. I think he I want to say it was three, maybe four surgeries he had to have. Bro. Yeah, that's wild. And what's crazy with with those knee injuries too? I, I I've never had one knock on wood. Hopefully it never happens. But when you pop an ACL or or you know anything of that that nature and it has to be rebuilt, you're putting a foreign object back in your body and your body is going, No, that's not supposed to be here, right? 
and it, to the point where your body's trying to reject it. That's why it's filling with fluid and all these things. I'm no doctor. You can tell by the accent. I ain't no doctor. You don't want me. Out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. But, but hey, I, I, anyone listening to your accent, like, he might not be a doctor, but he could fix my truck. Exactly. Or we can launch your pontoon out here in the creek. You know, yeah, one, you know what I mean? But, yeah. But so, you know, when it, when it comes to that type of thing, as far as, you know, that, that knee injury, it's like we all thought it was an ACL. That's kind of what they're telling us. Of course, they're not going to give any information. They don't have to. Yeah, they're, they're not, not going to tell you. So that's how you get into this. It kind of turns into a PR thing, right? Now, I felt really bad for David because, you know, Dave, he's busting his butt, you know. Yeah. I even put a tweet out last year, bro. I was like, hey, man, listen, if this ain't doable, you, you got – if you need to hang it up, you ain't got nothing to be ashamed of, man. You've you've done everything you could to fight back from this, right? Of course, people hit me up going, "Oh, look at you! You're trying to talk him into retiring." You think, no, dude, I'm just I'm just trying to be a human being here, like as a Packer fan, letting you know, bro, we see you, we see the work you're putting in. Don't listen to the knuckleheads that are going, "Oh, he's injury prone. Just get rid of dude, him." Like, come on, dude. Drove me nuts the the last couple of years. Like David Bocho just caught him. First of all. Like when they were saying that they couldn't cut him because salary right. cap, which yep. is beyond my means or thought process too. <laughs> but I know that Danny got screwed. Second of all, he's not injury prone. He had one injury, and it, it took him out one full year plus some. People yeah. act like he was like hurt like three years. Like he's played like two games in like four years. Like it, that, that wasn't it. He uh, but like people don't realize like the amount of work that that these players are doing. Like, yeah. even if you go to training camp, you still don't see it. Like, you watch them practice, like, oh, that's fun. You know, they're out there running around, catching balls, doing stuff. But, like, <laughs> inside, like, the, they're working. They're, 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 that's, I, I don't think, even, like, their families, you know? Like, everyone, yeah. you know, they got the money. They're doing all the things. They're going on vacation. But, like, when they go inside that that stadium, the practice rooms, like, they're, they're, like, I mean, I guess their families probably see, like, the hard work that they're doing like at home or whatever, but like fans, especially, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think that people realize how much work it, and I don't realize it either. I say it, but like they're working way like, harder than I've ever worked in my life or harder than I ever will. Cause like, I'm not going to work that hard, even at work. You know what I mean? They want me to, they try to get you. I'm a union. I ain't working at <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you not read my CBA? I'm not touching. Yeah, you know that. what I mean. We got a union over there at the cheese factory. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be over here sweating all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope hey, you know watches. how you know, you know how Maddie, you know that Maddie's got a union. You seen him call in sick live from Lambeau Field, and he still got a job, baby. <laughs> yeah, I said I was like, dude, I get sick days, bro. I got shirts too. Check out the merch shop. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did. That was a crazy day. Like when I called in, you know, when I called in sick from Lambeau Field, uh, hammered, doing a shot of Woodson whiskey at the same time. Yeah, probably the, the the most epic thing I've ever done in my life, especially on video. But I got, and everyone's like, "You're gonna get fired." Even Charles Woodson was like, "Hey, you put it out there, bro." He <laughs> he retweeted it or whatever at Twitter, and I was like, and then I started thinking about like, maybe I am gonna get fired. And then that's why I, I actually called like. Or I texted my my union person who I know. I'm like, am I gonna fire? Like, no, you get sick days. You're, you're kind of an asshole for doing it, but <laughs> <laughs> but you're not gonna get fired. <laughs> that, that's one thing I was like, that's a little disrespectful to the work. But uh, it, it's a voicemail. It wasn't like I was talking to someone. That would have been rough if I if someone would have answered that phone. Oh yeah, dude. then that'd have been rough because that been and I, I just got kind of caught up in a moment because like I remember telling people like I got to call in sick. The game was almost over. It was like wrapping up. Is like the last. Yeah few plays yeah and we were at that game too man 
Yeah, yeah. and then and I was like, I could call and say, like, do it right now. And I got caught up in a moment because I was kind of in a section where people kind of knew who I was, and they were like, yeah. so then I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And there was, like, cameras in my face. Everyone the green and gold hair flowing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all, like, half off. My hair sticking out the side. <laughs> I, I looked like I was on a bender. But you, when you go to a Packer game, you know, fourth quarter, I've been drinking for, like, nine, ten hours at that point. You know, I, I, I as soon as I get to Lambeau, I'm drinking. And um, that was a good day. I don't remember the whole day, but I assume it was pretty good. But I, I didn't get fired, and, and I have a cool memory. You know what I mean? It, I think it's that. Number two, I made a video one time making drunk macaroni and cheese. Yes, I think Ryan talked about that. on, on a- yeah. <laughs> That was before I was sponsored by Quick Trip. I don't think – Hopefully Bro, I don't see that. I, I am. Uh, I have <laughs> straightened. I've straightened my life out tremendously. But when I was younger, I had you know I I, I had my fun. There's a, a story about ravioli cereal. I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I was I was at a party with some some buddies that were downstairs. This is the housing projects back home. We grew up. Bro, we were we were po, okay. But anyway, I'm I'm downstairs in one of the apartments downstairs at my buddy's house, and we're just hanging out, you know, drinking, having a good time. And my sister lived in the upstairs apartment, right? <clears throat> and she told me, she's like, don't drive home. Just come up here and crash. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll crash. So we got wrapped up at some point. I don't know what happened, but I wake up the next morning. I'm on her couch and my sister's, my sister, Wendy says, Hey, what's, what's in the kitchen in there? And I was like, what? And her roommate, Lori said, that's ravioli cereal. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they told me this. And I looked in this bowl. Evidently, I came up there and got the munchies, bro. Right. You know, you're 3 a.m., 4 a.m. You're just, you don't, I don't remember any of it. So I took ravioli, a can of ravioli, like the cheap, not even the chef warranty, bro, like the value time, right? What time is it? So I threw the value time in there. I put corn chips in it. I just mixed it all up. And I'm. they said they came in the living room and I was eating on that, right? And they said, what are you eating? And I said, ravioli. And they said, why is it crunch? And I said, cereal. So they called it ravioli cereal, like the drunk food. 4 a.m. 3 a.m. Bro, it was bad. I looked at it and it looked like a cat had threw up in that bowl. I was like, I was eating that? Like, seriously? <laughs> I didn't remember a thing. So, anyway, Dude, yeah. drunk food has no limits. Yeah. Oh, no. And, you know, Ryan on his pod, he was talking, I believe it was today or yesterday's pod, he was talking about um, someplace at Whitewater where he went to school. They had some kind of sandwich. And he was like, I love how he described it. He was like, it's some kind of Italian beef sandwich and it's got an Italian sausage and the sauce is awesome. He said, don't get me wrong, it's bar food. But it's it's good, like it's that sloppy stuff, man. That that yeah, the the hangover fix, right? I, I always think like when you're searching for drunk food, it's like it's like hunting, like you're in the wilderness. You're oh, not you looking for, you know what I mean? Like you're not you're not looking for pizza rolls. <laughs> you, you you're going in the cupboards that that that, that cupboard nobody goes into. There's like right. spices and like weird stuff in there, and like you just like reach in the back and you'll find some stuff and like. That when you first moved in, like, oh, I can put this and I can grab this. And then all of a sudden, you're making like a chili that's not chili. But I, I could go on and tell drunk stories like all day long. No, dude, you're <laughs> talking about hunting. It, it is. It's the equivalent to going to the woods for a deer. But you see a squirrel and it's like, that mountain chicken will do. Let's get that mountain chicken right there. Give me that squirrel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you see something like, yo, if I make some toast, butter it, put some <laughs> cinnamon on that thing. And like, see what kind of meat we got venturing out there in that middle drawer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what it might be hot dogs. You yeah. might like. One time I was drunk, and I I, I found myself eating hot dogs, and I wanted a cheese dog because I like the cheese dogs. You know, put the cheese in the middle. 
We yeah. didn't have cheese dog. We had regular hot dogs. So I took American cheese and I just, I just wrapped it around it. Yeah. <laughs> and I put it in there and microwaved it and just wrapped the thing in cheese. Crap for three days on that one. Cause I ate like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Get creative, man. Gotta get Dude, creative. that's the thing. Drunk people get creative. Mm-hmm. Kind of like stoners trying to make something to do their thing. <laughs> You know what I mean, not that I would know anything about that. No, but, uh, <laughs> so we got we got Clayton over here from the Packer Net Packers podcast. You have uh, your own show on there called the Packers. It's a Packers Access. Uh, Packers Total Access. Yes, sir. Packers Total Access. You know, I knew that. That's your name <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there you go, people. Um, I think the Packers. Like, do you have any uh, score predictions or uh, not score record prediction for the Packers? Or is it way too early for that? For me, it's a little too early. And usually, I'm not sure I'll ever be ready for that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually around June. We get into the dead time before camp. I'll kind of dive into the to the uh, to the schedule and and the way I do it, Matt, is I kind of I look at okay, what team are they playing? Is it on the road or not? Obviously, I look at head coach matchups. I look at QB matchups, and I look at edge slash left tackle matchups. That's how I come up with my early predictions. Yeah, last you year go all in. Yeah, last year I actually said, if I remember correctly in my pod, I said, barring any crazy injuries, right, and we know we got them, I said I could see somewhere, I could see, you know, as low as nine wins and and as high as I think, I said 13, maybe 14 wins, right? That's a pretty broad perspective, but that's kind of how I seen it. It could go one way or the other. Um, And and everybody I had on my show, it was, oh, we're going to win 13 games. Oh, we're going to win 14 games. Oh, this is the year we cracked 13. And then when it happened, I wasn't really surprised with the season we had, especially with all the injuries and I mean, your freaking quarterbacks running around with a broken thumb. Like, dude, I, I don't know about you, but I have trouble whopping if I broke my thumb. I couldn't throw no freaking football. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How in the world? Yeah, so, I break my thumb, I'm going to need a wiper. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway. I can't wipe left-handed, you know what I mean? <laughs> to answer your question, <laughs> I, I think that if we win seven games with Jordan Love at the helm, I think that's a great step in the right direction. I really do. I, th- I would not look at that as a bad year. If we lose more than seven, if we if we win less than seven games, right as our as our win total, I would be like ah, Matt might be a little bit on the hot seat. As silly as that sounds, um, but if we went out, if we came out and we won ten games, I wouldn't be surprised because this is a good football team. It is. It's a good football team. There's just a lot of things that really went wrong last year, and you know the receiving core last year. A lot of people don't like to point this out because, you know, they want to pile on. Aaron had a bad year. He fell off the cliff, blah, blah, blah. Our receiving core did lead, lead the league or were tied for the lead uh, lead for uh, drop passes, right? I think that's going to get cleaned up quite a bit. I think they're going to be one year, you know, uh, more mature. And I think that, you know, bringing in, like I said, Jaden Reed, these two tight ends, I think that those drops are going to going to improve uh Quite a bit. So, yeah. If I had, if you, if you held a gun to my head right now and said, "Hey, look, dude, I would never you got to give me a win total." <laughs> yeah, you got to give me a win total. I would, I, I would feel really comfortable saying we could win nine games. I would. Yeah, I think like it doesn't matter. Like if the Packers do have a down year and uh, Jordan Love looks like good, like like he's going to be that dude. Like Aaron Rodgers, they went six and ten. He threw four thousand yards. You know what I mean? So I think that. uh like I, I don't expect him to Super Bowl. Like I'm not like, you know. And like maybe, who knows? Yeah. I, I don't I don't ever close the door on that because I'm a hopeful, optimistic fellow. But like right. either way, I'm gonna have fun. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. I want to give a quick shout over here. Uncultured, uh, was that barbarian? Yeah. It's hard to read on my screen, but I appreciate you uh, tuning in and uh, chiming in all throughout the show. Uh, 
this was fun you know what i mean Bro. we gotta have you on here dude before we get out of this thing you know i, I know we're already over an hour pat mcafee's going to espn yep all right i i've always thought that you know what pat mcafee built you know he's got ty he's got he's got he's got all the guys over there great nice little crew i feel like we could do that not not to his level obviously he's got great guests he's got connections he's better than us <laughs> just in general but like if, if if you had me you ryan and i'm not gonna name drop people but like you just grab whoever you like three or four or maybe yeah. three great podcasters you put them in the same spot i oh, feel yeah. like it would kill yeah I, no i completely agree maybe and, take me off the list you know <laughs> but yeah. like no, no but I, I feel like it really could. I mean, it 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 would take time, obviously, because people have jobs. <laughs> you can't just be like, "Hey, let's live stream every day at 11. Like, dude, I work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the best freaking fan base in all the sports. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Packer fan. Like, I, you know, I I have watched sports my entire life. It's the one thing that kept me out of trouble and uh, and got me got my mind off of things that were negative at the house and stuff like that. Um, yeah. We've got the best fan base. We are so blessed with the content creators we have within the Packers community. I mean, I could go down the list and name them all, but I, I know I would leave people out, right? Yeah. But we, I, when you, as you were saying that, I was thinking, re remove me from the equation completely. You put this person, this person, this person on a show together and have them just chill, cut up, talk sports, have it yeah. be a show for Packer fans, but not necessarily have to be a Packers show. Yes, we'll talk Packers, but it would just be along the lines of just yeah, a bunch of dudes and even gals. Dude, some of the female content creators that we have as Packer fans are freaking awesome. You know, yeah. Maggie over there at, uh, you know, Packs What She Said, bro, they are phenomenal. Like, we have got Cassie, what's her name, uh, her last name? Cassidy, is it Hill? I don't want to mis mispronounce her name, but – yeah, Kathy, I, I, who know does the, I think it's called the green 18 or green 19 podcast. Freaking phenomenal. If you got some people together and just did that, man, just cut up for a couple of hours. Talk, I'm telling you, bro, it would crush. It would crush. And it's mainly because of the fan base. The fan base is just absolutely awesome. Oh, the, the, the fan base is, I, I remember, um, you know, the underage Packers podcast, big shout out to them. Yeah. Um, Joey and big B. I remember when I first had them on my podcast, cause you know, I, I started seeing them on Twitter or whatever. It's like, hey, you guys come on my podcast, you know? And then, and I was like, they're kids, you know, I'll try to help them, you know, and whatever. <laughs> but then they, they started talking. I'm like, oh, I, they're better than me. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we were talking to Joey after. I'm like, wow, you guys are really good. Like, I started watching their shit start to get, like, maybe I can learn some stuff. No, they're, <laughs> they're so good. Big B, yeah. uh, everything he went through, he, he's an inspiration. Yeah, he's a warrior, uh, dude. Warrior. Joey is just so good at, like, what he does. And, like, uh, like Aaron Rodgers saw one of his videos. Like, I assume Aaron Rodgers has probably seen at least one. Of, actually, I know because Preston Smith told me. I, I asked Preston Smith because we were talking about it one day. And he's like, I send him your stuff sometimes. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so like I assume he like he's seen my stuff, but yeah. Joey knows. He mentioned it like in a press conference. That's awesome. Dude. Or whatever interview it was. Yeah. And like uh, so, J Joey and uh, Big B are the goats. You know what I mean? I think that I think they're awesome. And I I saw someone mention Perry, in the in mm -hmm. the comments over here. Like that's like you start talking about content creators, people will start chiming in. There's so many good ones. I, I it's feel like seriously, man. It's that's I mean, why like when. When people mention me as a podcaster, like they'll tag like like 
whatever, like someone on Twitter will be like, oh, whatever, and they'll tag like Andy Herman and like all these podcasters, and then they'll have me. I'm like, <laughs> like one of these, one of these dudes don't belong. Like I have fun, I do my thing. People seem to like it, but like I'm, I, I don't consider myself like a serious podcaster. I'm just, uh, you know, I mean, you know, what I mean, I, I, I drink beer and talk about the Packers. Bro, and it's, I, no one's learning. No one's no one left my podcast like, well, I feel a lot smarter now. Like I take you, brain cells from you. I'll <laughs> tell you what happens though, man. People come away in a better mood. And that that is like it's huge because you know, like Nags, Aaron Nagler, it's funny, man. I, I I seen him in Green Bay this year. He didn't recognize who I was. He don't know who the hell I am, right? So I, I seen him at the Cola Lodge and I went, Aaron Nagler, and he looked, he turned around, bro, and he was kind of like. Oh God, who is it? <laughs> like, right? But he probably don't even remember. Nags has some of the best rants, dude. Some of the best rants, yeah. right? And, and you know, Ryan, you know, with with uh, Packernet Podcast, Ryan Slip, bro, he is the hardest working freaking podcaster I've ever seen. He's going to yeah. put one out hell or high water. There's going to be an episode out. That's what really turned me on to what he did. Listening to him talk about you, like I got to check out this Matt Ramage dude. That's how I found your podcast. Everybody yeah. plays a role. Nags has got the rants, right? And he's been around Green Bay for, for so long. I know he's, you know, based out of New York now, but he's just one of those guys. That's, he's so knowledgeable about the Packers. Andy Herman is this guy that's just like, he's going to give you every little ounce of factual information possible about this situation, right? That's his role, right? You are the guy that's like, dude, you know what? I want to hear some Packers talk, but I want to laugh and have a good time. Matt Ramage. And that's why I always said before, it reminds me of the McAfee show. I, li- I listened and watched the McAfee show put me in a better mood. Dude. It's that simple because they've always been kind of that. Yeah. They're, they're just cut up. They don't take themselves too serious. Right. Um, all the way down the line though, dude, there's just, there's some, yeah, you could rattle off names like all day long. Like you Absolutely. mentioned Nagler, like Nagler and Corey Banky were like one of the first dudes that I, I, I watched before I ever even thought about having a podcast, like it was not like I was barely on social media. <laughs> and then like, I want like, these dudes are just like in this like small closet room or whatever. And they're talking about the Packers. I used to watch it. And then I, I like, I, I left Twitter or whatever. I didn't watch any podcast. I didn't know what a podcast was really back then. Right. And then like circle around like 2009, like my wife got on Twitter and like, I started to get on Twitter 2010. I was like, in like the Twitter world talking about the Packers, but it was just Twitter. And like, I didn't start a podcast. So I don't know what it was. I don't know what year it was. 15 <laughs> somewhere in there. I was on vine for a little bit, but once I started a podcast, like, and I realized like, this is hard. I quit. I was like, this sucks. I suck at this. <laughs> then I, I, I started again. And now like just being mentioned, like with people like it's wild, but like, like I, I saw someone said like they want to start, like, if you really want to start a podcast, just start it. Like, cause like, dude, I started a podcast with no thought and then I would just DM players like, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? And they'd be like, yeah. I'm like, for real? Like, I didn't know (laughs) what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. Like every time I do a podcast, I have no idea what I'm doing. Just do it. Just have fun. Like no matter what you talk about, whether it's football or whatever, just make it fun. If you make it fun, then even if it sucks, at least you had fun. That, that that's like my thinking. Seriously, like if, if 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 it sucks and everyone's like this guy's a piece of crap, I don't know why we would listen to that. Like, yeah, I had fun, bro. That's why I like to drink when I'm doing them. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, Peter I'm not gonna Shrek, waste an hour just doing something I hate. I mean, not that I hate it, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm yeah. gonna have a good time no matter what I'm doing. Peter Schrager is like one of the best NFL insiders now, right? He works with the NFL Network. He works for Fox on uh, Fox NFL Sunday. He gave the, the it's it's so simple but so profound. It's 
he they asked him, you know, do you have somebody had asked him, do you have any advice for someone who's kind of up and coming in that, you know, whether it's podcasting or trying to be an insider or whatever. And he said two things. Well, I'm trying to think exactly how he said it. He said, work hard and don't be an asshole. That's it. <laughs> right? That's the only thing I focus on. Work yeah. hard, you know, getting the scoops, being being accurate with your, you know, with your opinion and, and things like that. And just don't don't be a prick, man. Be good to people. Like it's yeah. amazing how, you know, Tom Brady 101, whether you hate Tom Brady or not, I'd say he's pretty successful, wouldn't you? He yeah. that was the thing he said was, man, good things happen to good people. Like if you're good to other people it's going to, it's going to be put back on your return. And that's why you've got people on your show that are, that are play. you know, but whether it's past players, current players, whatever. Um, because dude, I haven't heard you like go at anybody. Right. Yeah. And, and there are some that do it and I won't name names, but bro, as soon as I joined Twitter, I got into it. I mean, right off the bat, I, I didn't even have a hundred followers and I went right at it with a podcaster because he was talking down to another fan. And it's like, God, I want to say it so bad, but I ain't going to do it. It, it was just literally like, sit down, little guy. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I was like, oh, really? Bro, I will talk freaking circles around. You You want to get on the whiteboard and, and draw out some plays? I'm, I can do that. You want to talk contracts? I can do that. Don't talk down to fans like that, right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, even with me, like, because I, I, that's why I was like, yeah, because, like, I was talking, I was arguing with someone today, and they were, like, talking trash. I was like, dude, you could literally go through all my Twitter even Bears players and Vikings players, I, I don't trash them. Like, like not personally. Like, I make fun of Jay Cutler. I make fun of Kirk Cousins. Like, <laughs> right. he has a four interception game. I'll make a tweet like, ah, what are you going to do? But I don't but like Kirk Cousins a piece of crap. And uh, he's a, you know, crappy person. He's this and that. Like, I, I, I just don't do that. And especially, like, with fellow fans, whether you're a Packer fan or another fan of another team. Like, I don't. Like, I'll talk to you about football. And even, like, my opinions, like, they're just, like, fan opinions. I'm not, like, breaking out right. film and, like, doing all this stuff. But, like... I'm not going to be like going to your profile and like find a picture of your kid. Like that kid's ugly. Cause exactly. like people that stuff that they, they like do to me is like wild. Like people like try to get like, well then I know I won. Like you're wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I wasn't sure I was right. But when you start attacking, like talking about my eyes and like veering <laughs> off, right. like I know I was right because like you, you have nothing else. Not, not in which I, I like when they, when they talk about the eyes, like, like that's what I, I'm like doing. Yeah. I'm like Bro. Mike Tyson right there. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You ran out of stuff to say. Like, people just love to argue because I was, uh, I commented on the Pat McAfee thing. Yeah. People were calling him a sellout. My like, dude, anybody would. I tweeted something about like anybody would take the money or whatever. Because, first of all, that's why you do this. Like, if ESPN called me tomorrow and said they would give me like double what I make at my job. Yep. Dude, you see me on Get Up tomorrow, like, damn, like hey, what's up, buddies? <laughs> <laughs> what y'all want me to do? <laughs> yeah. What's crazy is the people that are calling him a sellout, right? And, and first of all, the, the show isn't going to change. I think they agreed they couldn't say the F word. That was like, yeah, the yeah agreement. and that's like right. obvious. You're not yeah, going to be absolutely. on. Um, but the people that are saying that, here's the thing if indeed he is a sellout and he did change, right? And, and everything you say is accurate. We know it isn't, but let's, let's play along here and pretend that it is. Then that means he just left the void. Hey, tough guy, why yeah. don't you go fill that void? Dude, go that's what I was thinking today. It. It's right there. Go get it. They'll never do it because they don't build monuments for people who are critics. You're never going to no. find a monument of a critic, right? Those people, their sole purpose is just to tear people down. You can disagree with it, respectfully disagree and move on, right? 
Um, but those people, they they draw to them what they are. And I try to make my podcast not that angle. I, I try to keep it as positive as possible. You know, like like Tyler said in the chat, I hate people who are negative. Uh, that debate style sports media is played out. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, it, it is. On the scene, they're right after cold pizza, right? When that when that show got taken off the air, they started doing the debate stuff, and it got it sparked a lot of interest. And it is, it's wore itself out, man. Dude, I, I end every podcast, Maddie, and it sounds cliche, it sounds so corny, but I say, let's go out, you know, let's go out and be the change we want to we want to see in the world, right? Everybody talks about how screwed up the world is, and how screwed up the country is, and how screwed up sports are, and the everything about everything. Well, why don't you shut up and go do something about it? Why don't yeah. you do the change you want to see? No, you're too lazy. Then shut up. Quit complaining, beating people down. Try to lift some people up, man. Like yeah. we're only here for a limited amount of time, dude. Like, why don't we? Why? Why the hell are we arguing and fighting now? Back, bears, Vikings, Lions. Hey, have at it, bro. I'm right there in the trench. <laughs> are you? Will. No, but, but like, like even when I trash each other, it's crazy, man. Yeah, because even like when I when I argue with those guys, like I keep it respectful, and mostly they do too. But right. Like there's some that like whatever, but like like. The different social medias is crazy because I got people on Facebook who are like diehard Viking fan, diehard Bear fans. Like we go back and forth, but it's never disrespect. Like I even like shout them off like in a comment. Like I was talking to someone today. Like I think it's Matt Carter. He's a Vikings fan, and I uh, I said I made a comment. Like I, I know he said something like jokingly, and I said I know you're kidding because I know you know football better than that. Because it was like a uh, joking. Someone's like that's what you always say, but then this and that. He was like saying I'm like dude, I I know this dude was joking because. That's what he does. Like he's a troll, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But right, like no. he, he, like he's always here. And obviously, if, if someone comments on your stuff all the time, trashing a team but not you, yep. Like they're there because they kind of like you. Yeah. Whether you like what, what they want to admit it or you want to admit it or not, like they they like what you're doing, and most of them do. You know, can I have fun? But like I'm not gonna be out there like, like you're a piece of crap because you like don't like my quarterback. I don't care. <laughs> Like, it's fun. Anyways, we're over an hour and 15 minutes. But everyone, hey, what's up, Sam? Sam Miller in the building. Oh, yeah, I was going to give away some bear stickers. So anyone who's tuned in right now, whether you're listening on the podcast or listening or watching live, just um, comment on this wherever you're watching this or on Twitter, wherever you want to comment. Um, bear still sucks sticker. Just comment that. And I will give a random person bear still suck sticker. I'll do it better. I'll have it set up better. I forgot about it, but I saw someone throw in the comments. But I got a bunch of bear still suck stickers. I'm gonna give them away. And I got more stickers coming. I got uh day drinking sticker, I think, and I got some other ones that I got coming out. <laughs> but uh I wanna give away a bunch of stickers and every live show I'm gonna give away stickers. Just start giving stuff away, you know what I mean? But uh, comment, Bear Still Suck sticker. Make sure you add sticker. Actually, I don't care. I'll, I'll just pick someone that's Bear Still Suck. I'll know, I'll know what you mean. A big shout out to Sam Miller. Been following me like forever. And uh, anyone who is a subscriber on my Facebook page will have a shot to be on a live show on, on, on one of my lives. Whether it's a Facebook subscriber, Instagram, Twitter subscriber, Patreon. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really looked at Patreon in a while. I don't think I have any subscribers over there. But I'm going to try to get back into that thing. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some just random people to get people that the supporters give him a shot to come on alive. You know, you could be where he's sitting right there, and um, you know, it might not be as good looking, but you're gonna be there. Have a better accent, I promise you that. No, I like that. I, I like that accent. Like whenever I see someone southern accent, I just know that you know if my truck has a problem, 
I got, <laughs> we'll go tweak that carburetor for you, bro. Yeah, you know, because I can't fix nothing. Like someone like at work, like there was a chick at work last week and she's like, oh, my car is having problems. I'm like I could give you a ride, but like, that's about the best I can do for you. <laughs> you can use my phone, but I know you got one, but like, I ain't fixing it. I, I mean, I could pop the hood and bang things around on there for a little bit, make you feel better about everything. But like, I, let me just give you a ride to someone that knows what's going on. You know what I mean? Hey, you got to learn to fix things around here, man. The uh, the local auto zone or whatever, O'Reilly's, it's it's too far away, man. You got to fix it yourself, right? Yeah, I, I wish I did. I, w- I wish I had someone. Uh, but our our horses don't that, break down often down here. Our horses are pretty healthy. So we're- you know what I mean? Yeah, I got a new truck, so I'm all right. Actually, it's in the shop. I got a, I had to get a loaner. I'm driving an SUV. Realized halfway home I had a sunroof. I popped that thing. Oh, Ooh. I'm living life now. I'm going to have that thing for a week or so. But uh, we're going to wrap this thing up so you can get back to your life. But big shout out to Sam Miller. All right, I appreciate you. Over there, subscriber on uh, over on Facebook. But Sam has been with me forever. I've seen that name since forever. I, I truly appreciate everyone who who tunes in. Even if you're not a subscriber, you just watch, just like, comment, whatever. I appreciate it. Taking time out of your day to watch this thing. But uh, everyone, be sure to check out the Packernet podcast. Um, got his own show. Also, Ryan has a great show. I think there's some other people over there that Absolutely. that uh, chime in. I, I, I think it's a, I think I, I think it's one of the better podcasts. You know what I mean? We appreciate you guys, do, you guys do a great job. All right, go pack, go people. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe in all the places. Visit thematramage.com to find all my socials. And uh, then you will be severely disappointed. But um, do it anyways. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get these numbers up. <laughs> go pack, go. Appreciate you tuning in, people. All right.